Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Love and Movies podcast. I feel like there should be confetti. 10 episodes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, uh, we made it to 10. We made 10 episodes. We're Two hours talking. of us blathering on Don't and they on ever and on. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> how much story could they possibly have? Um, so, last time we were talking about how um, we, you know, with everything going on with the house and stuff, that we were going to move uh, north. And we had the giant yard sale and everything. So we then started packing, right? I mean, yeah. it, how long was it after the yard sale? I don't think it was sale? that long. Cause it was like the same week, wasn't it? I think it? it was because your mom came down first and she helped us with the yard sale. And then your dad and brother came down and right. helped us to pack up and move. That's right. Yeah, they came down. They, so, they flew down from, from up north, or, you know, and yeah. like loaded up the truck. And mm-hmm. um, so I think I remember, your dad and Chris were in the truck. The yes, truck, they were. And yeah. And, and we were, you in, the were car. in the car. And then yeah. where was your mom? I think my mom flew back. Oh, okay. Yeah. She wasn't going to ride that whole way back up in a moving I truck. And I don't blame say, her. I don't remember her being there. Okay. Right. Sorry, Melinda. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I remember, you know, one of the big things at the yard sale uh, was our bedroom furniture, which I think Dora ended up yeah, taking, Dora right? And Roman, and they still have it, so which yeah. is nice. So because we wanted to move with as little as possible, because, and we're getting to this, and the reason why I say that is because we needed to take things down a bit from what we had, because we had a whole house full of stuff, and we were not moving into our own home when we moved up north. We were actually moving in with my parents. Um, so yeah, back to basics. Yeah. (laughs) And also huge, Um, huge, huge. Thank you to Gary and Melinda for taking us in. Yeah, for sure. In our time of need. Yes. We were not in the best place at that point financially. So, but, um, when we were moving, we were driving up North, we wanted to stop and see your sister who lived along the way. Right. So we actually split off in the car. Yeah. um, I want to say probably somewhere around like Kentucky. Yeah, and went up to um, Ohio, yeah. and my brother and my dad just kept driving north, and they and like you know because they're awesome, they completely unpacked the moving truck for us into a storage unit, and and then the bedroom furniture that we had left into my parents' house where we were going to be staying. So when we got up there after visiting with your sister, we just right. like everything was everything done. was already done. All we had to so, do was unpack a few boxes, and we were golden. right, which was kind of awesome that we were able yeah. to do that and not have to you know unbox Un- every and, and you know and and we've since moved twice again one yeah. you know and and my brother and my dad are like we're never we're not helping you anymore you're That's done it. you've reached your <laughs> limit <laughs> no more no more helping with the moving because your furniture is really heavy yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i mean we we moved in with my parents when we got up north and you know i think that you know there's a, a stigma attached to that you know, moving back in with your parents when you're older. But I feel like, sadly, in this day and age, it's a lot more common now simply because things just aren't the way that they used to be. It's harder Um, for people to live on their own with the lower income and the higher housing. Right. I I mean, it's becoming a bigger thing now where families are kind of sharing rent sharing expenses sure i mean putting it into perspective when we moved into our first apartment together that apartment cost 350 dollars or 325 dollars a month yeah it was really cheap and then when we moved down to florida we were not making that much more money 
the apartments down there were over 700. Mm -hmm. And then now... When we got into our house, it was like a thousand. Right. And then when we moved up here and and were you know moved out on our own the rent was close to a thousand just to rent just and, to you rent know, an apartment so and and we're not making that much more money so it's like the, the you know the cost of living goes up and and what you make doesn't so right. <laughs> which is too bad i'm sure um, a lot of people can relate to that but yeah we lived uh we lived with my parents for over a year i think didn't we while we saved up so. money yeah and um we were trying to get well, I guess when we were in Florida, we the foreclosure proceedings started mm-hmm. on the house because you know what the bankruptcy lawyer recommended us to do was just not pay it if we weren't going to stay there, and there was no way we could sell it for a profit since we were a hundred thousand dollars upside down, over a hundred thousand dollars upside down in the house, and it was never going to regain its value. Even today, um, what is it? Ten years later. Mm-hmm. Just almost, almost, almost like seven. Almost, yeah, almost ten years later, um, that house is still only worth um, sixty or seventy thousand dollars. So, you know, it's been seven years. The market's recovered quite a bit, but it's still worth half what we paid for it. Yeah. So there was no way we were ever gonna, you know, yeah. recoup any money in and that. And we so, didn't want to live there forever and try. You no, know, and we, it was never the plan to to stay in Florida. So we so we um, started bankruptcy proceedings when we got when we moved up here because we, we just wanted a clean slate yeah you know, we needed a clean slate and everything so we we proceeded with that and it took some time to go through all that and we had to go to court and feel like a couple of losers and you know mm-hmm. it was you know seemed like a cop-out but it was really kind of our only option at that point and we aren't proud of it but it's part of our history so yeah. um so we uh we proceeded with that and signed all the papers and then we worked you know i'm still working for the same company uh, down in Florida, uh, working from home, which is spectacular. And I, I love it. Um, (laughs) and yeah. And so we do that and, you know, and we just saved up a whole bunch of money, um, and, you know, made sure every, all the other ancillary bills that we had that weren't in the bankruptcy were all paid off. And then, you know, we moved into our own apartment after that, which was, which was really nice. And and during this whole time you were, yeah. And it, it took you, how long me, of I that think time? It was like seven or eight months to find right. a job here because right. um, I don't know. I don't know. At why. first we were at first we were waiting on the bankruptcy stuff. I think right, and then I applied for a lot of different jobs, and mm-hmm. of course, at the same time, I got offered two different jobs, and I picked right. one. And sometimes I still feel like maybe it was the wrong choice. But <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was good for us at the time. It worked well for us at the time. But yeah. then after we had Flynn and I was off of work for a year, it was harder to get back into the workforce in, in the right. same in the same field. field. And yeah. I feel like if I had taken... The thing is, I, I had a choice to go work at a big hospital or go to a, a small, like small one practice. owner... Yeah owned you know like like a a little chiropractic practice and i chose the chiropractor and that's fine and everything and he he did offer me to keep my job after flynn was born but i'd have to go back after the traditional you know like what six or eight weeks weeks or or whatever yeah and i wanted to take a little time off with my my baby we had been waiting so 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 long for him i wanted to enjoy every possible second that i had right and Sometimes I feel like if I had gone to the big hospital, they maybe would have, and and I could be completely wrong, but maybe they would have held my job for me a little bit longer, you know? 
Right. I, I don't yeah, know. And I think they had more. I think they, and also you would have, they would have loved you there. And, you know, even if they hadn't held your job for you, you would have had an in to get into other things when they came up or whatever, right. because they would have known you and I known that like, you didn't just like quit and walk out. You had a reason why you hadn't come back or whatever. But yeah. And I, and I, I, I can't, I try to not think like, oh, what if I had taken that job? What if this, what if that? Because if I had not taken the chiropractic job, we may not have found a decent place to live because it right. was the doctor that I worked for who actually offered us his old place to rent. Yeah, his condo. And it was an yeah. awesome place. Yeah, so, it was, yeah. And that's where we made a lot of our friends are good friends here mm -hmm. where we live yeah. now and right at that condo yeah um, they all we, so i they, feel like it all kind of led into like good stuff for us yeah i think so it was the right choice i it's can't just, second guess it but sometimes right. i still you know people do it you can't yeah. but wonder what if i had gone what to the if hospital? yeah <laughs> sure yeah i mean it's you know i think it all worked out for the best but yeah it was you know it was a good chain of events that led us you know from living at my parents and then you working there and then we got offered this place that yeah. was really nice. It was an upstairs um, condo, and it's it's an unusual setup. It has the two rows of condos on either side and a big paved driveway all the way down the middle that everybody can drive down and pull into their garages. But it's great because everybody goes out of their, you know, all the, all the people with kids go out of their um, condos, you know, with the garage doors open and everybody's sitting there in their lawn chairs. And it's like a, it's a community. And it's it really, is. it's really, There's it's really like nice. Ten or 10 or 12 buildings in that little yeah on each side association yeah and the big the big like driveway through the middle is kind of like the playground almost right yeah and we would go out there and draw with chalk with the kids and you know it was a it was a good yeah and everybody and, and, sat outside and watched the fireworks at fourth uh, of july together right because you can see them from there where they light them off you can just sit out there on your lawn chairs and see it so it was, it was awesome yeah, we that was a, there a lot. that was definitely a good place. So we wanted to also talk about you know now that we've moved out of Florida, we we seem to have talked a lot about you know at first how we went down there and really enjoyed Disney, and then when we moved back down, it wasn't our favorite place. Um, you know, it was never a place that we wanted to stay forever. Um, but there were a lot of good things about it too, and we don't want to sound like we're just crapping on Florida constantly <laughs> because there are a lot of good things about it too. So. Right. We wanted to talk about that too. So what were some of the things, what are some of the things that you missed or some of the things that you liked about well, Florida? Well, I feel like, you know, of course the number one thing is like the friends that we made there. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, like all my friends at the bank and all my friends at the surgery center, like, you know, Dora and Christina and, um, you know, Lisa and Yasmin and yes, Rosa, yeah. Jader, Juan, like all, all the people right. that, that I worked with were really, really good people. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely miss them all the time. Yeah. And, and the same with me. I mean, I, you know, Alan, who got me the job, you know, at, you know, the place before my new job and, you know, he was great. And all the people that I work with still now today, you know, mm -hmm. Jordy and Julie and um, John and, you know, like all so many people, the name that I work I know, with, but yeah, like all these yeah. people that I work with are, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I say about Florida, you know, when I, when I crap on it a lot is, um, <laughs> the, the, most of the things that I like about Florida are contained in the building that I were of the company that I work for, mm -hmm. you know, it's like those people and in, in that part of Florida is what I like now, right. you know, is, is all contained in that building down there. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of those, I mean, it's all good people. So, yeah. and then one of the other things that we miss a lot is, um, 
is the food. Yeah, there was a lot of related. really great restaurants down there. Yeah. Um, one of them that closed, which is too bad, was um, a sushi place called Blue Sushi that was amazing. It was so um, good. I think it just changed names or something. I think the two the people who owned it split off because there were two restaurants and one owns one and one owns the other and they're named something different. But it's essentially the same place from what I hear. So it's it's really good. And what was the – there was a place – I think it was just a chain restaurant, but there was a place – well, there was the pizza place. I think it was like Tony, uh, Tony Sacco's. Yeah, that was coal-fired pizza. That was really good. That was really and then good. There was, there was a place where we used to get like the raviolis. Oh, yeah, don't. Macaroni Grill. Macaroni Grill. That was just, Yeah, that was just a chain restaurant. But man, that was yeah. so good. They used to have this dish. They don't even have it anymore, which is why we never go there. We only went there for that. But it's that like was really good. It's kind of like what, lobster ravioli or something. I don't remember, I don't but remember, it was so good. It was really, really good. And yeah, it was. I know the majority of the good. stuff that we miss is like friends, and then friends food and food. <laughs> yeah, um, but there were a lot of all the touristy stuff too. Yeah. you know, like Bush Gardens and Disney and and the beaches, Universal, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. and all the beaches, yeah, and the there's a lot of really great zoos down there too. There was one in Tampa that was really great, and there was one, there was just a small one down in Naples, I think, that was really nice yeah. too. And like and the little conservancies, they have all these little nature trails and stuff yeah. where you can go and walk on these like. And there's alligators and all yeah, the ponds and stuff. You can see and, alligators and snakes. And, and then we saw cottonmouths. Birds and yeah, there was like there's like some scary stuff. But I mean, it was like you're all you know you're on the walkways and everything, so it's not not too crazy. But yeah. we would spend so much time walking around on all that stuff. It was. It was really, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of, we got really into photography when we were down in Florida and we, we took a lot of pictures. So mm -hmm. we're going to eventually someday get around to starting to <laughs> post these on our Facebook page. So they go along with the episodes, but, um, we have to do that at some point, but yeah. So, um, I guess we'll transition to talking about the movie now because this movie's awesome. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. Okay, so we're actually going to talk about a more recent movie this time. It seems like all the movies we've talked about were like kind of older and the early two thousands, nineties. Yeah, so and, and some of them were not critically acclaimed. This one is more critically acclaimed, and it's very recent. It came out um, last year in twenty sixteen, and it's quickly become one of our favorite movies. I'd say like for sure top three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Like of all time, like up there with the Princess Bride for me, yeah, which is me which is really really saying something for me and yeah. how I judge my movies. So, mm -hmm. um, and the movie is called Sing Street, and it's made um, it's made by the guy who did uh, Once. Once. Uh, John Carney is his name, and he's I think he w he was a musician and he's a, a movie guy now and. His the soundtracks in his movies are amazing. So one thing you you guys will notice as we're talking about movies is a lot of them we mention soundtracks. Oh God, yeah. Because we are just as in love with music as we are with movies. Definitely. Um, I feel and this, like and this movie is a very good mix yeah, of all right, that. So. Exactly, because it's almost kind of like a musical. I guess you could. say. It is. I mean, it is um, a musical. Yeah. It's, it's this kid's journey through adolescence through his music. Right. Which um, was even, which was kind of an accident. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't ever planning to be a music, musician, but then he kind of became one. The, the gist of it is he, it, it's in, it takes place in, um, I think it's 86, yeah. sometime in the eighties in, in Dublin, Ireland. And he's, you know, in a private in school. school. 
in a, in a, you know, posh private school and his parents don't have the money because times are hard. And so they're moving him to what's essentially a public school. It's a Catholic school, but it's, it's a public school and it's rough and tumble. You know, like when he walks in the first time, there's kids smoking and spitting and fighting and throwing dead rats at each other. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's intense. Like it's I'm not walking into that from a private school. He was probably like, Oh my God, what am I walking into? Um, but the thing but, about this kid is that he's so ballsy. Like yeah, he doesn't just, have he, any of that shyness that no, I just, that I had when I was at that age. No, a lot of confidence. Yeah, and he he sees this beautiful girl across the street, just standing across the street from the entrance of the school, and you know the guys are like, "Oh, she never talks to anybody," and you know she's she's stuck up and all this kind of stuff. And, and what does he do? He walks right up to her. Just walks right over there, like, "Hey, what's hey, up? what's up?" And you know, <laughs> and she's you know she's talking to him and um. He, she says, she says she's like a model. Yeah, I'm a model, and you know, just uh, I'm a model, and you know, you know how that is. Like, just trying to be impressive or whatever. And then he he's like, oh yeah, um, you know, would you like to be in a video for my band? And and she's like, oh, you have a band? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, just being all cool and everything. And and he's like, you know, um, I can call you about the video, but I need your number. You know, like holy cow, this kid. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> and this is also kind of at where the 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 MTV and stuff like that right, was just, just getting started, popular yeah. with like videos. So he has this older brother who's who had been musical when he was younger as right. well and and played guitar and and wanted, And who has a crazy love for music. Yeah, like, you know, record collection and just he loves music. Have so a career in music or whatever. Right. And so his older brother kind of teaches him a bit through listening to vinyl to listen uh, watching, watching videos, videos on MTV yeah um, and talking about it and just the way his older brother talks about music is just so passionate and so right. beautiful and yeah. it gives this kid like the main character a lot of ideas to kind of go off of too right. it kind of guides him right. in his journey through music so, so yeah so he he you know after he gets done talking with a girl and gets her number he walks back across the street to his friend and goes we need to start a band <laughs> because like he's never played music before you know but he's just trying to impress this girl so they start a band and that's like the the start of this love of his for music and he's of course, these guys are amazing. This mm -hmm. this band of kids that forms in this movie are absolutely amazing. And, there's, and they're there's, so funny and so cute. And there's several original songs in the movie. I don't know how many. there Because uh, there's a mix of 80s music and original songs that the, that the, the band Sing Street I'd say there's creates. probably, what, at least six or eight six or eight songs. original songs and then they're mixed in with like Rio and you know and all that kind of so the soundtrack is just fantastic and oh, that yeah. every one of their the original songs that John Carney and the people wrote um and and that kids in the movie actually sing those songs like they hired they the kids that they interviewed and, um, and the main character auditioned. is uh Fergia Walsh Pilo, I think. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then the, the kid who plays his best friend is Mark McKenna. Right. And they have actually, since the movie has aired, they've been traveling all around the uh, to, world. To promote the movie, yeah. Singing these songs. And they'll just go on a street corner or a subway and, and busk, you know, and, and, and sing these songs. And, and do try the to songs, drum yep. up um, notice for the movie. And they're actually kids too. I think Ferdy had just like when he made this movie, he was 15 and he mm -hmm. just turned 17 this year. Yeah. And this kid has more talent in his pinky than I'll ever have. I mean, it just blows it's my mind. It's crazy. <laughs> and most of the songs are pretty upbeat and really fun and, and just yeah. 
awesome lyrics and music and you can't believe these kids are playing these instruments and, and, singing, and singing these songs. Yeah. But then there's this one song that just gets me every time and it's called To Find You. Yeah. After you guys are done listening to this podcast, please, 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 please YouTube Ferdia Walsh Pilo To Find You. And yeah. he does this version. Uh, acoustic um, version or whatever. On the piano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it does not bring the feels for you, then I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, I really it's amazing. Yeah, I, like, I cry every time I hear it. Right. Yeah, it's it's a really, really, really good song and a really good movie. So definitely watch the movie if you haven't. It's on Netflix, so you can if you have Netflix, you can get it very easily. Um, you know, and it's it's fantastic. So it's you definitely definitely have to see it if you like music at all. Watch it because it's. It's awesome. It's fantastic. You won't be sorry. All right. So we will wrap this up and we will talk to you next time. Episode 11. We're, we're like, we're in double digits double here. Digits. Woo. All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.